1: Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we are located in Riverside. We are a fiduciary company. We are, because of our registration and also because we are certified financial planners, we are held to a different standard than the vast majority of investment advisors out there. If you'd like to know more about what a fiduciary is, just give my office a phone call or just simply go to the website, which is www retirementunlimited.com. Now, every week, what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today, retirement update, I wanna talk about some things that you know we've had a year now, actually a little bit more than that, then since the uh, Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017, that's remember that's when um, Trump was able to get a new tax revision, and it was mostly for corporations, but it also affected people on an individual basis, and the it it put more money in the hands of corporations, and some individual taxpayers were also able to get some tax advantage. Now the area where that we've seen a an impact is in charitable giving charitable giving has has dropped actually about 7% ever since the tax ever since the new tax bill was passed and the reason for that is because bottom line is is that everybody received a additional tax benefit and affected kind of a broad sweep across everybody's the against taxpayers so when they took a good hard look at it you know the law roughly doubled the standard deduction in 2019 to $12,000 for single taxpayers and $24,000 for married. And when they took a good hard look at their deduction by giving money to charity, didn't increase their charitable giving. In other words, it it didn't give them a higher tax cut. As a result, people stopped giving to some degree. Now, again, my attitude is if you're charitable, the tax benefit really should not be a factor in your decision process But every household kind of measures that impact. So if somebody says, you know, I I get no tax advantage from giving, well, what happens is they give less or they stop giving because of the tax, you know, because of the tax exemption. The other thing, it also lowered their individual tax rates. So the impact of giving also had less of an impact on the, the overall tax savings. And then in addition to that, we also the government increased the tax, the estate tax exemption to $11.4 million with a cost of living adjustment. So it's higher now than what it was back in 2018. And so that means that people received a substantially greater exemption from estate tax. And it puts the vast majority of the people really protected under that estate tax. Now, in addition to that, the law also diluted or eliminated a lot of the a lot of the popular tax deductions particularly for those people in high income states or high those individual tax states like California, New York and such as that so it changed the the uh, deduction the uh, the deduction to a cap of $10,000 so if you're in the state of California you know your property taxes your int- you know the things that you pay in your state income tax if it exceeds $10,000, that additional deduction is lost because the government says on the federal tax return, the most you can deduct is $10,000 dollars. So there's a lot of things that had an impact. Now what it has, I want to talk about is the charitable giving. For those of you that are still, you know, you're trying you're struggling trying to get money to your charity, there's ways in which you can do this to allow you a, a way to get your tax deduction and still able to benefit and get flow of capital to the charities that you feel strongly about. One of them is setting up what we refer to as a donor advice fund. By donor advice funds means that you can give highly appreciated assets, whether it be stocks, bonds, real estate, and such, over into this donor advice fund, you get the full deduction for the contribution, which may exceed your exemption amount. In other words, your standard deduction that you have already, and be able to get some benefit from a tax standpoint. And it allows you to bunch all of your charitable giving, let's say into one year. I have several clients that we worked with this on the last year, and we were able to set up donor advised funds, and we moved some highly appreciated assets into these donor advised funds. And we set up their giving for the next several years. And then they'll pull money out of these donor advised funds, but they get the full deduction for the contribution So let's say that you have a client who's giving away $10,000 a year, and because of the standard deduction, that $10,000 kind of just goes away. So by giving, let's say, $50,000 into a donor-advised fund, they get a $50,000 deduction, which exceeds their standard deduction, and they get the full advantage by bunching their contributions. The other thing it's also is that you use We've talk to people that are over 70 and a half and you can do what we refer to as a QCD. It's a qualified charitable deduction where you give money directly from your retirement account. Well, one of the things that are that's critical, you have to be over 70 and a half so you can do this in the year and you have to start at the beginning of the year. That's why I'm talking to you now, because we're still in the beginning of 2020 and you can do these directly from your retirement account. And it really works out well, particularly if you have multiple charities or organizations that you give to. The primary advantage of a QCD, though, the primary advantage is that it is it lowers your income on the first page of your tax return, and ultimately it could reduce what you pay for Medicare premium now for those of you perked up saying i'd like to pay less for the what my cost of medicare premium is and this is one way that you can do that and now again it doesn't work for everybody so it has to kind of be analyzed and we take a look at your income and we and we work with your cpa as well as doing some analysis of your tax and coming up to say does this make sense so in some cases we have two things working together we can bunch the deductions you know we can do like we can use the donor advised fund and in addition to that we can do a QCD a qualified charitable deduction that comes directly out of your retirement account going directly to the charities or charities and we can set it up you know a lot of people wait till the end of the year and that's why I'm saying you have to do this structure at the beginning of the year not at the end of the year so this takes planning it takes planning and if you would like to sit down and talk with somebody who is knowledgeable about this I'd be more than happy to sit down and analyze your tax distribution patterns and to help you set up a plan that helps you to give charitably, but you get the best tax advantage for doing it. Give me a call at my office. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Let's build a plan together. Let's be smart about our money. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. Well, the, the results are in. Democrats are completely confused. They don't know who is going to be. the. They're hoping that one candidate over the other will start to be coming out in the uh, super primary in March. But as I see it, it's just a, it's not even a horse race. It's just a, everybody's bunched up at the line right now. So it's, the political risk is still there. I don't want to minimize that. But I think as we move closer to November, the political risk will continue to be more acute And depending upon who gets the dominant, and of course, the dominant lead in the race, and of course, polls are going to take all of the information and keep throwing that out through the talking heads on television and all the other things that you read and hear about. But at the end of the day, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But besides political risk, these are things that we see are long-term trends. The long-term trends right now is the theme is to save the earth. You know, again and again, no matter what you what you personally believe companies are moving and investors as well as consumers are doing business with companies that are more sensitive to the environment. And the theme right now seems to be the overarching theme is save the earth. Again, when you invest money, you need to roll with the overall arching consensus. And so what's happening right now is there is this constant what are you doing to make the world better? So therefore, we are looking at companies, and this is where indexing isn't going to be as effective, we think, in the next 10 years, where in other words you just have the general marketplace. You need to be more specific and more very much tailored to the individual. You need in other words, you need to be active in your management style. And active in your management style is you either pick a fund that's active or you start to break up the indexes where you start to do individual investing within companies. And companies need to be not just financial engineering. In other words, are they using the low interest rates to buy back their shares or restructure their debt? But I think at some point in time, that end game is not going to be as effective and it's going to run out. So therefore, companies, in order to be really the standard bearers for this decade, this 2020 to 2030, They have to be innovative. And I think we're going to see a lot of innovation over the next 10 years. It's coming faster and more furious than we've ever seen it before. But in a matter of time, you know, what what you have to do is to sit down and you have to analyze these companies. And this is where what our office does, we have with at our disposal, we have some of the best minds in the industry. We are working with companies from J.P. Morgan to Goldman Sachs, to uh, american funds all the way down into vanguard we're working we're working literally with some of the best minds in the in the country to come up with a strategy that is personalized to your to our clients individual needs and wants this is what we call the required rate of return structure and what we're doing is we're sitting down with every single client that we have new business as well existing clients and trying to determine what it is that will meet their successful outcome For the rest of their life, not just for today or for a year, but for the rest of their life. And we know that we have to be very selective in building a portfolio of what we refer to as fortress industries that will be able to withstand the volatility that we believe we're going to be going through. Again, I'm not predicting, nor I want to make sure you hear me correctly, I'm not predicting that we have a recession coming anytime soon. In fact, the indicators would indicate that we are not going to be heading into a recession unless there's some dynamic that enters into the marketplace, which you can't see. That right now would probably be coronavirus. But at this point in time, it is it's having it's not having the impact on the overall marketplace that some of the uh, panic pushers were talking about even just a couple weeks ago. Now, again, I don't know what the outcome of this is going to be but there is pharmaceutical companies that are frantically trying to put together a vaccine that will deal with coronavirus again it is amazing how the global events and how things started to move so quickly trump said no we're not bringing these people he shut down the airlines he shut down the business he shut it down And you had other people kind of yelling and screaming at him, saying, you can't do that without having a meeting. This is where leadership really rises to the top. Says, we got to make a decision. We do it now. This is what we're going to do. And other countries followed suit. And what happened is China had to isolate that region where the coronavirus was um, was really the hotbed of everything. And we're starting to see action on their part. Well, hopefully we'll get it under control. But what I'm saying is, is that we no longer are going to be dealing primarily with just indexes. There's other factors that are coming into play and we have to deal with individual companies. In other words, the selection of those companies is highly important. One of the factors that's going on right now, and it's because the economy in the United States, we are the 900 pound gorilla in the forest. We are the biggest and the baddest and the best and the rest of the world is looking at the United States right now and it looks like we're going to have sustained growth unless we shoot ourselves in the foot politically, we should have sustained growth for the foreseeable future. Now one of the risks that we have right now is a strengthening dollar. So this goes back to the selection of companies. As the dollar continues to strengthen and it's going to be hard for the Federal Reserve It'll be really hard for the internal workings of our government to be able to bring the dollar strength down. We're going to have to lower interest rates further. I don't I don't know if that's a, necessarily a good thing because it ultimately affects savers. It has it has a side effect, which all ultimately affects the most conservative of our investor block. But at the end of the day, the dollar is strengthening. Now, a strengthening dollar sounds good. But when you are an importer exporter, the dollar makes your business significantly more expensive. It makes it harder for you to do business with your trading partners. So therefore, the selection of companies should be with companies that are doing business primarily in the United States, where the vast majority of their revenue comes from doing business with our base consumption. Remember, 70% of our economy in the United States is based upon what you and I consume. So the less we consume from foreign entities, our trading partners, the better those companies are going to do. Now, you're not going to eliminate that. But what I'm saying is you have to have a focus on the dynamics, the macroeconomics. If you've listened to me on the radio before, you know that we are that's primarily what we're looking at is the macroeconomics is the big sweeping changes that potentially could have an effect upon your bottom line. Now, as we move forward into this political year, we have the political risks. We now have the coronavirus. But I'm saying there's other dynamics. And one of them, of course, is a strengthening dollar. So therefore, your allocation into your personal portfolio, as we're doing for clients, we are are zeroing in on companies that are not going to be affected as much by a strengthening dollar and by some of the other political um, headwinds that we think we'll be facing as we go into this fall if you'd like to know more about what we do and how we utilize this information to help manage our clients portfolio not just for today but for tomorrow give me a call my phone number is 951-684-7011 i'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you about your portfolio remember the first interview is always free stay tuned for my next section i'm going to talk about news you can use
0: or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer.
1: Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as News You Can Use. Say, I've got grandchildren. I've got children. I'm sure that many of you listening to me also have children. And the thing that I, of course, in your life, finance is a big part of your well-being. And it's amazing to me is how many parents our schools have voided. And these kids now graduate from high school, graduate from college, and they seriously don't know even how to balance a checkbook for crying out loud. They have no basic understanding of finance. So it is imperative that we provide some understanding of how to deal with money and finances at a young age. You know, again, I, I'm not trying to say that you wake up every day and you, you're always focused on money. Of course, my career is I'm a financial planner. So that's kind of the focus of my of my daily life. But at the same point in time, I see people's lives and how how they've just really have terrorized themselves because they didn't know how to understand they didn't know how to utilize money correctly now how to utilize money correctly starts at the youngest of ages now we did this in our household you know by setting up the envelope method and we would give allowances and we would structure that out and it's interesting to see how the impact of those envelopes are still utilized with with them as they're as adults right now and they're utilizing that they're carrying that forward with their children you know, Barb and I are blessed to have eight grandchildren, and it's interesting that in every single one of those households, they're utilizing the methods and the procedures that we did when they were kids, when our children were very young, and we set up our allowances and how we were going to utilize that money. There's an article in Barron, actually it's a whole section in Barron's, and I, I'd be more than happy to send you a copy of this, a free reprint, it's called Kids and Money. And it talks about some of the strategies. What I really liked about this is it talked about a lot of the same strategies that we utilized when our children were young. In other words, you set up and you, you give them an allowance, and then you set aside so much for the spending, so much for giving, and so much for savings. And we, we kind of segmented it, whether it be $10 or $20 or $50, it made no difference. We gave and said, you set aside this money for that. If that particular section of the envelope was used up, you can't just rob from the other part of the envelope, the other money and utilize it. I think it's you know, some of the most humorous stories we have is when my youngest daughter, when she, she had her money and she didn't spend any of it. You know, she kind of saved it. She was, she's kind of like that right now as an adult. So, but the other kids would spend their money and they would go to her to see if they could borrow money from her. And she would look at me with those innocent eyes and she said, should I do that? And I said, well, yeah, but I think you should charge some interest. And she says, so we had a whole conversation about what interest was. And she says, well, how much do you think I should charge? And I said, well, if you give them $5, I think you should want at least a dollar back. So you should get $6 back. So I turned her into a loan shark basically is what I did. It was kind of funny, but the other kids, it was funny because her, her brother and her sister said, I am not taking, I'm not borrowing money from her because she's too expensive. So they started to understand that the cost of interest could be very punitive in their overall overall, um, you know, their wealth, their well-being. So again, what I like about this particular section here, it talks about a lot of variety, it talks about a variety of ways that you can deal with with money with kids, but I like it because it gets into some of the basics and it also gets into the more you know. For example, one section here I'm going through it, teaching your kids common section uh, common sense. It's just it kind of takes you one, two, three, but also it's it's time for college, how to pay for it, caring for a child who who needs needs lifetime assistance. It has it has a wide variety of information that I think that could be beneficial to parents whether or not you have young children middle-aged children or you're a grandparent and you're trying to provide some kind of good information on balancing out financial again the schools don't provide what i consider the basics of finance when i was in school we had to take accounting and accounting at least it taught you how to do debits and credits how to balance your budget so that when you did when you did have a a checkbook so to speak, or a credit card, you knew exactly what you were doing and how to balance that out. So if you'd like me to send this to you, just give me a call at my office at 951-684-7011 or just simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. These things are valuable and the sooner you can get these principles into somebody's brain, and get them into the habits they'll carry them for the rest of their life until next week folks
0: may you grow in wisdom and knowledge thank you